Greetings, all. For those of you not participating in the Valentine's Day dance, I'd like to direct you to Theater 12, or will you be showing the 1981 classic horror film, My Bloody Valentine? There will be refreshments available, some snacks, maybe some hijinks. We'd like to thank you for your participation. We would like to thank you for your patronage. Hello, hello, one and all. Hello. This is Terry pulling a solo episode, not unlike uh, the beginning of some uh, Dread Media episodes. I am here to speak to you all on this fine Valentine's Day about my first horror movie. That movie is My Bloody Valentine. I saw this probably not very long after it was released on HBO in America. Um, it kind of went under the radar for a good while. Uh, not a lot of people I knew have known it. Uh, most people I knew were huge horror fans. But uh, in 2009, they did a, a remake which uh, someday I'll talk about that one. But um, this one, I've always enjoyed. And this rewatch, it moves pretty good for a movie as old as it is. Uh, there's some laggy spots here and there, but overall, it's still, still a good horror movie. Uh, it's got a uh, nice little whodunit kind of thing to it yeah uh, you're not sure if the killer's the killer um they do a very good job with when they reveal the killer to kind of give a reason um but i you know right off the bat i'm just gonna say i i recommend this movie i again i haven't seen this in a very long time uh i, I can't possibly tell you what i saw last so I was slightly nervous that when I bought the Shout Factory two-disc Blu-ray, uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to go for it. I've talked about this off and on. I've talked about it on the podcast a couple times with uh, the boys. But uh, this is the time I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go for it. It's a good time of year for it. Figure why not. Uh, I usually have nothing going on on Valentine's Day, so... I figure if somebody else doesn't have anything going on, he was spending a little time listening to uh, my soothing voice. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, same, uh, uh, sorry, My Bloody Valentine is a Canadian horror movie. Um, it was years until I found out that it was Canadian. But, uh, you know, if you look at license plates, you'll know it's Canadian. <laughs> Uh, it was filmed in Nova Scotia, 
that's a pro in a province, not a state. You know, Canada has province, provinces, provinces. America, well, the U.S. has uh, states. Yes, that is your geographical place uh, being told place. It's the Sydney Mines, as I start uh, babbling. Uh, they shot the film in a, in the uh, Sydney Mines. It was a little uh, abandoned mine. Well, not really abandoned. They shut it down. Um, but they really, really use the space in this movie. Um, like when the movie finally gets into the mine later on, they really, really use that space, the claustrophobia you could have in there. Uh, there's a scene where they're on a ladder and uh, there's a bit of a, <laughs> this movie has jump scares, but the jump scares are, are pretty cool. There's a specific one that uh, um, we'll get to a little later. I am going to spoil this movie. Uh, it, <laughs> I still still recommend you watch it. It's a very good movie. Um, you know what? I, I'm not going to reveal the very end, the last few minutes at the end. I'll just give a good overview of the whole movie. But uh, I want you to see the movie. I, I don't know if you're going to watch it and be like, hey, thanks, Terry, or look, watch it and go, eh. But... Yeah, make sure it's the 81 version. Um, so basically it starts off two miners walking through a mine and uh, it's soon to be revealed that uh, one miner is a female and she's trying to have interactions with the man. I know this is a man because we know who the killer is in the end. <laughs> There's a slight spoiler. Uh, so a little, little sexual action going on there. And I'll be honest with you. Uh, the brain can create things when you watch things, when, when you watch movies, uh, much like when you watch Psycho. Some people swear they've seen nudity in that movie. There is no nudity in Psycho. And there is no nudity in uh, My Bloody Valentine. And I always thought there was. I remember there being nudity. But, you know, I was pretty young when I saw it. So it was a little like, oh. Uh, so uh, the the male, the, the minor, he's known as the minor. I'm just going to call him the minor. Uh, him and the, the female victim, she, uh, she gets a pickaxe to the chest. How? I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. But this kicks off uh, what will become the uh, the crux of the movie. Uh, the mayor agrees to having the traditional Valentine's dance because 20 years earlier, uh, a minor named Harry Warden had a bit of a, a breakdown after he was trapped in a mine and uh, there was an explosion. And Harry was the only survivor. 
I'm going to leave a little bit of this out, so don't ruin too much of the movie. I'm going to spoil a bit of the movie, but not too much. Uh, so uh, Harry eventually goes on a murderous rampage, and uh, they decide to cancel uh, Valentine's Dance. It's been 20 years. So the mayor and the chief police, chief of police uh, are in a car. The mayor gets a, a package, a heart-shaped package, and uh, opens it up to find what I believe to be the heart of the female from the mine. It's implied. So we go on to meet uh, uh, TJ, Axel. Uh, oh, my God, there are so many different people. But those are your, your main male leads. Uh, there's Sarah, who's a female lead. Uh, a bit of a love triangle with uh, these three. The big thing about this movie is you get to know the characters as the the movie goes. So a good, good chunk of the horror is later in the movie, but they throw some stuff in here and there. But the characters in this I don't really care for a lot of modern horror movies because you usually get to care about or they kind of try to get you to care about one or two people and then everybody else is just whatever. Um, all the secondary characters and like third tier characters or a couple, you, you kind of get to know they're all friends. They've been friends for years and years. They work together. Um, you know, they, they go out, they drink together, which is, pretty obvious there's a there's a male shower scene <laughs> um yeah working in the mine's a dirty job uh so you you get you get uh to know these these characters you get to see the uh the relationships between uh the males females that are in relationships and see that they do care about each other. So later on when, you know, you lose some of these folks, it's you, you do get a sense of like, Oh no, not that one. Um, but yeah, it, that's something that I find to be missing from a lot of movies. Um, I think you can intertwine character development and plot at the same time. And some movies like we got to get moving, we got to get moving, we got to get to this, we got to get to that. Um, so a lot of characters kind of fall out, and I think this movie's pretty well cast. Um, there's, there's, a, there's, there's, there is one character who she uh, she comes undone, and I think she comes undone a little bit too much to where she has no fight or flight in her. But um, I don't think it's it's impossible, but for the movie and the tension of like, you kind of want to say, we'll just leave her. <laughs> so, uh, but not that I would ever do that or uh, the characters do that. They don't do that either. So, but as the, as the dance gets near, um, there are warnings. There's, 
um, some bodies. There is a bartender who is the um, kind of, he's basically the harbinger. Uh, if you've ever seen um, Cabin in the Woods, that he's the harbinger character. So he pretty much, he pretty much just screams doom for everybody. There the multiple scenes where they're in the bar, he screams doom. Everybody laughs at him um, because he keeps saying Harry Warden's going to come back because of the Valentine's dance. They got to have more respect. So, of course, everybody laughs at him. Uh, as the movie goes on, you get more of the the TJ Sarah Axel. Uh, um, that little love triangle kind of stuff, <clears throat> but it does it does move along pretty good. It 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 doesn't drag. Uh, it's pretty vague why JT is back. Uh, he he left. He didn't tell he didn't tell anybody where he went, why he why he left or anything. He's just one day just left. And it's kind of implied that he went out to kind of, you know, better his life and he failed. So it's also implied that is it possible that TJ is the killer because the killings start when TJ comes back? Is TJ the killer? Mm, maybe you should watch the movie. So we move on. Um, so I will, there is a laundromat killing that is a bit over the top, but the end results of it, uh, it's pretty gory. Well, I really can't really say gory, but it's, it's, uh, it's horrifying. And, uh, the end of what happens kind of affects um, the chief who, by the way, he has a moment in it that just kind of the look on his face really, really pushes like emotion. Like I said, the movie's pretty well cast. Uh, so we get, they eventually cancel the Halloween dance and no, Halloween. Oh my God. Uh, the Valentine's dance. So they cancel the Valentine's dance and then we move forward a little bit and, you know, everybody decides, Hey, we're going to use the rec room at the mine and which is above ground. And we're just going to go have our party anyway. Well, the harbinger doesn't like this. So he decides that he's going to scare them. So, should I tell this or not? Hmm. Okay. Uh, you can skip a little bit ahead if you don't want to hear this little part. But uh, it's kind of a, a known silly moment. So, he sets up a fake uh, miner to scare them. So, when they open a door... Uh, a minor outfit lifts an axe. So it's like, it's a dummy for, you know, <laughs> saying a long way around. So it's a dummy. 
and he's got this little pulley open the door pickaxe comes up so he he's like psychotically enjoying his <laughs> he's enjoying his 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 work so pickaxe comes up you know he laughs shuts the door pickaxe comes up he laughs shuts the door he's like <laughs> like maniacal so uh, you know to a point where it's like it's like they should just made him <laughs> they should just made him the killer because this bulbit like the guy's pretty unhinged it's a uh, scooby-doo like unhinged it's a very scooby-doo moment so you know he does that a couple times then he starts to walk away and he loves his his work so he's got to see it again so he goes back opens the door boom there's the miner pickaxe and i don't know if they had something against the character when they wrote the movie but uh everybody gets kind of an interesting kill well death in this and his his is um his his sucks and then uh yeah <laughs> it's pretty good it's pretty good. Uh, basically, you know, he gets a pickaxe to the head and uh, and then what happens after? Because I don't know. I'm going to say he wasn't dead right away. Even though, you know, getting a pickaxe, but I'm, I've always seen it as he's not actually dead and the miner just uh, takes him away. So soon after this. Everybody arrives to the party. Uh, they start getting everything together. Um, you could tell this is like, um, you know, just working class, uh, working class people, little working class party. They, they've got beer, and they've got hot dogs, and they got more beer. <laughs> so they get everything together. You know, they're cooking. <clears throat> And I don't know if they kind of got this one kill in this and used it for, uh, is it Friday the, th no, it's Halloween 2. I believe it's Halloween 2 where, yeah, it's Halloween 2 where uh, Michael puts a nurse's face into, um, what is it? It's, it's kind of like a... Uh, it's a tub, but it's it's like a, a personal hot tub kind of thing. So he puts her face in, melts it. Well, they have us too, where uh, apparently they are boiling the hot dogs uh, at the highest temperature you could possibly do. And uh, one of the guys that you know we've met before, he's a third tier character, gets his face boiled off in a vat of hot dogs. So, uh, and what's odd is nobody notices he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> so, uh, there is a, a moment after that where, um, there, uh, it's two characters that like, you know, two second tier characters, they go off to have relations. So it's because of the death of one of the two that uh, some of the people get away. They go off to find the police. So it leaves our core characters 
of Axel and TJ to go find Sarah and a couple others who have gone into the mine for just a tour. So Alex and TJ, Axel, Alex, oh my God, I knew I was going to do that. Uh, Axel and TJ go to the mine to get everybody out before they get killed. And uh, of course, some the miners down there and uh, some people get killed. Um, I, don't know, I think, you know, what I'm going to do. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to come off too much. This, <laughs> this is my first solo episode. I don't want to drag it on too long. I know that I got a lot of ums and uhs and some pauses, but, uh, you know, it's kind of like a date on Valentine's day. You know, you come in to find out about the movie and, uh, you don't quite get to the end. So, but, uh, yeah, just get to it. Uh, they have a really cool song that plays over the credits. Um, I never really, uh, I know Desmond's told me he has seen the, uh, uh, John McDermott play live. I think he said he saw him play live. Uh, but he does the music and he, um, does the song, the ballad of Harry Warden, which is a pretty cool track. So, uh, my blade of Valentine was distributed by Paramount Pictures. Uh, it was in, uh, February, 1981. So just in time for Valentine's day. And it was also released in Canada in February. Oddly enough, uh, two days after. But the movie did pretty well. Uh, had a little, little, little bit of profit. Didn't didn't set the the world on fire. Definitely could have had an interesting, an interesting sequel. Um, much like the the uh, the remake could have had a sequel. But for whatever reason, that never happened. Uh, this was uh, one of the movies that notoriously uh, Siskel and Ebert attacked because of, you know, they're just not happy with slasher movies at the time. They found them to be dumb. And I'll be honest with you, um, kind of they are. But, you know, it's not meant to be, you know, highbrow cinema. They're slasher movies, they're horror movies. and. You know, one man's gold's another man's coal, you know. <laughs> uh, but they did cut some of this movie. Um, they censored it in America. Uh, apparently they cut out uh, nine minutes of the movie. And when they did the, the DVD re-release before the remake came out, uh, they did add some additional footage to it so there's a uh, theatrical cut and a director's cut that came with the shop factory blu-ray uh you should give this a look i you know i i i'm, I'm gonna definitely be re-watching this a couple more times in my life a few more times in my life and you know movies like this this style, this dirty style, 
you know, because so many movies are pretty high gloss. But this you you get in there and you're 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 with the characters. You are you get the feeling that it's all very lived in. It's what a lot of movies don't have too much of. And it doesn't seem very lived in. You you watch a movie and it's like everything's pristine. You know, that or it's like almost a hoarder. So, <laughs> uh, but no, the movie's pretty lived in. Uh, it's a lost art in a lot of movies. You know, you do get some, but, you know, give this movie some love. It's Valentine's Day. Just be my Valentine. Watch the movie. Do yourself a favor. In the description, you can follow our social medias. And uh, yeah, just tell me what you think of this. You know, should I shut up and never do this again? I am. It'll happen. So, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I've been avoiding doing an episode by myself because, you know, I'm literally sitting here just talking to myself. I enjoy the usual the three of us are chatting or we have a guest and uh, we chat. But there's probably going to be more of these uh, coming up here and there. We're going to be peppered out and uh, I'm going to get better at it. So I thank you for making it this far. I appreciate it. So a few days, we're going to have another episode of the Lobby Boys. And I thank you so much for joining me on this Valentine's Day. Later. <laughs>